Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Broadcasting live from lovely Puerto Rico with no earthquakes, hurricanes, or whatnot happening today anyway. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. (laughs) Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are thrilled to be presenting a new topic for all of you guys today. It's how to transition from a part-time dabbler to a full-time rock star. And when Julie and I were coming up with these uh, points, it occurred to us, um, I don't know how to say this politely, but some of you might consider yourselves full-time, you know, (laughs) might actually call it your full-time career. You maybe are just dabbling. And I think when we go through these points, there's 20 of these points, you're going to hopefully have some I think some well-needed epiphanies in many cases where then maybe you'll realize there is a difference between treating this as just a dabbling sort of job versus a full-time career. So we're going to be getting to all those points. I want you guys to get ready to take great notes. We've presented something similar to this before, and the feedback was fantastic. So let us know if you guys want us to be focusing on any particular points or any topics at any time. (laughs) You guys can um, always text me direct with any show ideas. It's 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. So, Julie, without any further delay, welcome to today's podcast. Yes. Thank you. It is my pleasure to share this podcast with you, as always. And I think you're right. I think there's something for everyone on these points. So even if you consider yourself to be full-time already, you might have the habits of a dabbler. So we will find out if you are doing something right, put a check next to it. If this is something you've got to work on, put a star next to it, schedule it, ask for help if you need it. I'm ready when you are. I'm going to seed today's show with this one prevailing thought. I hope all of you will will understand my intention right away. If you're feeling overwhelmed by your business, if you're feeling confused about what you should be doing, if you're going – you may have discovered this podcast for the first time – hoping that we're going to clear the air so you have a clear path forward. And that is what our mission is. But if you're finding yourself adding complexity to what you should be doing in real estate, in other words, if you're the solutions that you think you should be putting in place add to your, you know, essentially the complexity of your life and your business already, chances are it's the wrong move. Because for every single one of you, your uh, highest in, in essentially what you're going to get paid the most to do is going to be directly in front of potential buyers and sellers. And that's, compl- and that's a very simple thing conceptually, right? And, again, this is what our coaching company teaches you how to do and all the rest of it. What happens is is that you guys, and I understand why you do it, it's a natural, normal progression to think, well, I need a CRM, I need a website, I need all this other com- you know, expensive, complex stuff, and how does this thing work with that thing? And da, 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 da. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, the strongest suggestion I could have for all of you is just hit a hard reset on everything you're doing in your business. And that means, and again, it's difficult emotionally to know when to quit, know when to say this is not working. And I realize that um, some of you are trusting third parties to tell you that you should be, for example, creating your own website or whatever. Um, stop. Realize that those things are just not going to actually move you closer to your goal ultimately, but what they are doing is they're frustrating you. What they are doing is they're moving you further away from your goal. 
So when you're going, when we're going through these points, I want you to really gut check yourself. If you feel yourself rejecting any of the points that Julie and I are making today and tomorrow, probably on the show, if you're feeling any points of resistance, I want you to put a little star by those, a mental or an actual star if you're taking notes, and actually challenge yourself and ask yourself why is that I felt resistance to that particular idea. And chances are you will find that you will, the resistance that you will uh, come in contact with when we're asking you to do these specific things is going to come in the face of the fact that you're trying to shortcut a process. For example, we're going to be talking about lead generation. We're going to be talking about essentially business organization. We're going to be talking about money management. If you find yourself pushing back on any of those particular points, that's absolutely most certainly where your growth needs to be. So wherever you feel your resistance, understand that that's where the growth needs to be. If you go to the gym and you're not getting your muscles slightly sore, chances are you're not either lifting enough weight um, or you're just frankly not even, you know, you're not even really trying. Maybe you're just doing the same exercises that your body's already accustomed to. Well, if you go to the gym the next day and you find yourself feeling a little bit sore, well, guess what? That was for probably muscles that needed to be worked out. Same thing applies when you're listening to our podcast and learning in general, okay? But the most important thing is if you guys need help, always ask for help. And this is a perfect opportunity for you to request a free coaching call. And the easiest way for you to receive a free coaching call is just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. And when you do, we will not only give you an opportunity to have a free coaching call as one of our new member coaches, but we're also going to text you back a link so you can download the Real Estate Treasure Map and six of our other free books, which will help you get started um, and really take you to the next level as far as your business planning. The 12-month lead generation guide is one of the books. But the Real Estate Treasure Map is really the primary thing you need to be focusing on. All right, so, Julie, let's get to the first point. Yes, okay, so remember, we're talking about transitioning from part-time dabbler to full-time rock star. We are talking about rules for when and how to actually make that leap. So number one rule, timing. Here's the rule. If you are on your own, meaning no spouse, no kids, no dependents, then take the risk when you want. You are responsible only for yourself. That's fine. If it's meant to be, it's up to me kind of thing, right? Okay, so otherwise, you must follow the following list very closely. So if you have dependents, whether that's a partner, a spouse, kids, you know, people you're supporting, you, it, it's not fair to them for you to take that risk until you've taken care of the rest of these items. If it's just you, then go for it. Point number two, insurance. This is a big one. If you have a job or your spouse does that has killer insurance and benefits, consider putting yourself on their insurance or using your own and greatly reducing your hours and your other requirements of your job so that you can keep those benefits. There's lots of different versions of this. We've had coaching clients do this very much on purpose. Some of, you know, one of the most popular ones, people love to work for FedEx because you can have very limited hours and lots of great benefits. Starbucks is known for that. There's a lot of different versions of this. But don't do something where you all of a sudden drop your insurance. Back to you, Tim. Well, Julie brings up an interesting point, too, and I know it's not sexy to say a lot of you probably should consider just taking a job just for the sake of the insurance, and until you can afford otherwise, that's what you're going to have to do. Look, a family of four is going to pay, what, $1,500, $2,000 a month in insurance if you have to buy it in the market. That's a lot of money, you know, so clearly this is something that you can, you can evolve out of as you earn more money, as you become more of a real estate professional, but until that time comes, 
if you're having to support a family or whatnot and they need insurance, they need health insurance, and you don't have a spouse or a partner that's going to be able to help you through their employment with health insurance, you might want to seriously consider one of the solutions that Julie suggested. There are You can just Google it, um, part-time employment, best health insurance benefits, and you'll be shocked how many companies offer health insurance. And for those of you guys who are full-time, since we're just kind of meandering about health insurance, a lot of brokerages are now offering health insurance, and one of the ones in particular is uh, EXP. EXP just came out with its own version of health insurance, which I thought was pretty exciting that they did starting in January. Um, so EXP agents definitely want to check that out. Julie and I actually might move our own health insurance over to the health insurance that EXP is offering. Uh, if you guys want to learn more about yeah. EXP and all the, frankly, the reasons it's the fastest growing real estate brokerage in the history of real estate brokerages, just text the word EXP to 31996. Text the word EXP to 31996. And we will text you back a quick seven-minute video that covers the high points of why so many agents are moving to EXP. Next point, Julie. All right. Next point is savings. You must have saved at least 90 days worth of personal overhead. This savings must be from the net commissions of your closings. Why? Because 90 days shows that you have consistency, follow-through, and some level of skill so that you won't just quit your job and starve. You've got to show that you can actually hack it as a full-time agent by having 90 days of reserves that were produced by your real estate practice. Now, that's 90 days of personal overhead. That's not all of your business expenses. This is just like your survival money showing that you can actually do it. So a minimum of 90 days, more is obviously better, and it does not count if you are looking at your credit cards as that savings. No, this has to be money produced from net proceeds of real estate deals. Does that make sense, Tim? Or, or home equity. That doesn't count either. Borrowed money doesn't count for yeah. this. Uh, I remember, so when Julie and I, some of you guys know that Julie and I have been in the business for basically all of our adult lives. <laughs> you know, we got in the business when mm -hmm. in our early 20s. So we've been in the business for basically 25 years. And when we first started, when we got our real estate licenses, Julie and I had a car cleaning and detailing business. And Julie actually worked part-time at a year-round Christmas store. Yes, she was an elf. That's what Julie used to do. So um, we kept those jobs until we did exactly what we just said. And then we sold the car cleaning and detailing business, and Julie quit the job at Christmas Village is what it was called. Now, we were just in our early 20s, and we'd already purchased our first house. And here's what happened after, as a result of having that sense of financial security from having proven that we could actually do it. We did do both for a while. We were working in both, you know, essentially both worlds, the real estate world and the other world. That overlap for maybe 60, maybe 90 days, but we knew right away to focus on, you know, what we teach you guys to focus on the coaching business just made sense. And then when we did that, that's, we were able to sell over a hundred houses our first year in the business. And that's where a lot of you guys actually originally uh, learned about Julie Max. We did that. And from what I understand, no one's ever done that since um, selling, selling that many houses their first year in the business, but we didn't list the subdivision or have an uncle that basically listed a bunch of properties. We just went after them one at a time at a time, which we teach you guys to do in our coaching business too. That's you know, right. look, if you can list the subdivision, if you can list the subdivision, more power to you. But the reality of it is, is most of you aren't going to have that opportunity like we didn't. But you look, three decades later, I'm sure as how glad we did that. And again, the savings of the money is even more important. Back then, it was just Julie and I and. I think we had one dog and four cats or something. I mean, there yep. there were mouths to feed, but the, you know, it wasn't that bad. That if you have a they weren't a family human mouths, and you so have others, that's right, more human, right? I mean, at the end of the day, the cats could have always eaten the dog or vice versa. You know, 
if really came pushed right. to came to shove. But what we what we then did is when we had we proved to ourselves that we could actually be successful, and we had some money uh, socked away. Then we actually felt comfortable moving past those other uh, stable sources of income. And yes, that was nervous. Yes, that was exciting. Yes, all those things were true. Um, but really, the fact is, is that you have to take measured steps. Where agents get into trouble is they borrow money to get into the real estate business. And I've seen people do all kinds of things that are just unadvisable. Um, and then basically they burn the bridge or they burn the boats with their old job. And a lot of people actually, you know, you're getting into real estate. You can't do it part time. Well, hell, why not? Yes, you can. And matter of fact, if you've got, if you need to provide for your family and as we've been belaboring, if there's side benefits from the job that you've got, uh, that you wouldn't have if you went full-time into real estate, you'd be foolish, irresponsible to actually burn the boats with your, your current job. So listen to what we're telling you guys. This is the reason that um, this is practical, tactical advice. We're trying to help you really, frankly, avoid the pitfalls that so many other agents do. And, and look, let's be honest. If you have a job someplace where you're interacting with a lot of folks on a regular basis, they could be at the core of your initial center of influence past client list when it comes to doing real estate transactions. So if your company that you're working for, like Julie mentioned, FedEx has a relocation uh, department and you get a real estate license, chances are you're going to be able to walk into that, you know, virtually or otherwise relocation department and actually maybe connect with the relocation folks and start getting some business that way. So think, don't think in terms of all or none, because a lot of ways, the best way for you to move forward, assuming you don't have a big pot of gold, is to create um, essentially hedges. So if real estate's slow, you still got your job. If the, you know, those types of things. One acts as an insurance policy for the other until you've financially been able to move past the necessitation of having the job. Julie, next point. That's exactly it. So point number four, skills. This is where some of you guys start to hyperventilate, but you must have your pre-listing package done, be able to present it, handle objections, as well as close. These are survival skills. They're also competitive skills. You must have your formal listing presentation and buyer presentation, not just done, but polished and also be comfortable with them. This is where coaching often comes in because sure, you can throw some stuff together. Maybe even your brokerage supplies you with some items that you can take to a listing. But is it such that you can count on yourself actually taking the listing even, and here's the rub, even if you didn't know that person already. I know that you can list your mom's house, your brother's house, your best friend's house, at least I hope so, okay? Even some of that might be at risk if they're talking to other people. But you must be able to actually take a listing where maybe you met them at an open house, maybe you prospected them, maybe they called on a postcard. They don't know you from your center of influence. You've got to have that level of skill, and there's three things that get you there. Your pre-listing package, your listing presentation, and your buyer presentation, all of which, by the way, in Premier Coaching, is literally done for you as much as humanly possible. You just have to learn how to actually present it. Back to you, Tim. So a couple caveats to what Julie is saying. Number one, the brokerages that uh, you guys use, the broker's uh, listing presentation, that means you're going to be using the exact presentation uh, that another agent who you might be competing with on that listing is yep. going to use. So that's no bueno. You definitely want to have something, for example, the one we provide to you in Premier Coaching. Number two, Julie really said something. She said it three times. I wonder how many of you are listening. If you 
uh, walk through your real estate office or just pick up the phone and call your real estate the, in the top you know, 20 agents that you know. And you ask them, how long, how, when was the last time they actually had to compete on a listing where they weren't going, they were literally not in the position to have um, no inroads. They didn't, there wasn't, it was not their uncle, their brother, their cousin, their best friend from high school, the person they sit next to at church. Somebody who was, they were, they were competing. It was, you know, mono y mano, right? How many of you even know agents that have that level of skill? Chances are you don't. Because what most agents have been seduced into believing is that they could buy their business from Zillow and whatnot, and then they could just you know, ride the center of influence past client wave. Those, business, those sources of business ultimately do not work to get somebody really much out of the starting gates because it's inconsistent. That's really the, the fallacy of those business models because they're not really business models. They're more like luck models. So if you – okay, you're sure. arguing with me. Some of you in your head, I can feel it, right? Tens of thousands of you guys are listening. Here's the thing. Can you absolutely positively wake up today and know for a fact that you can generate a listing lead from your center of influence and past client list? You can't. It's all dependent on luck. Um, it's all dependent on really the moods of your sellers or the moods of your past clients, how many past clients and centers of influence that you have. It, you guys are going to convince yourselves, well, if I just mail them more stuff or send them more emails or put them on another drip campaign, they're going to call me. Well, again, here's another problem with that. Those same sellers or those same people are on another two or three agents' lists who are also getting that same crap. It may be literally the same crap, right? Maybe you're, there's, we tell funny stories about you guys, some of you guys give away pumpkin pies, which in itself is fine. It's a great idea. But what I had this coaching client who had this experience, and this is before they were a coaching client, where they were dropping off a pumpkin pie. It was November to one of their centers of influence and past clients, and they – sitting there on the doorstep with another pumpkin pie from another real estate agent that was following the mm -hmm. same, you know, contrived, over-prescribed system for centers of influence and past clients, okay? So when you guys are starting to think, why is it that if some agents are successful, why some agents aren't? The agents that are successful, ultimately, yes, they have a strong center of influence and past clients. That's one of the first spokes we tell you guys to build as part of your business. But the main reason is, is because they know how to compete. They're not dependent on those passive sources of business and hoping and praying that a lead pops up that particular day. What they can do that most agents can't is they can pick up the phone and create business. We have literally hundreds and over the years thousands of coaching clients who it does not matter what day of the week it is, what the weather is, what the you know, political drama is, they can pick up the phone and they can create a, you know, a listing lead for free just from basically their skill set. You must get to the point where you have the same ability to do that. Otherwise, listeners, you're always going to be dependent on somebody else to provide you the business. And somebody else includes spending money on marketing. Somebody else includes spending money on advertising. So you guys come up with a great campaign, let's say, to do some social networking and you generate some listing leads. And let's say you even list a couple houses. You say, my gosh, I'm a social networking genius. Well, then what then happens? Facebook or whatever changes the particular guidelines and particular types of ads, and your ad doesn't work. Or, as often happens, your competitors or 10 competitors start copying you. So you're just in the noise now. You're just in the noise cloud. No one's paying attention to you anymore. Your thing doesn't work. Now you have to come up with another gimmick. Whereas the agent who knows actually how to proactively go after the business because they were willing to learn the skills, they, were learning, they learned how to be a professional salesperson, Who's, who knows their highest and truest purpose is to be of service to others, that person is not subjected to all the 
ebbs and flows in the whims of whatever basically is happening with Facebook or Google or Zillow or, you know, you guys who've been buying Zillow leads, uh, I hope you have realized that Zillow is stop, going to soon stop selling you leads directly. They're pulling in the agents they're going to be selling leads to. And if you are, quote, unquote, selected to be one of the agents receiving the leads, you now have to pay a 35% referral fee for that. That's the dependency thing I want you guys not to have to, you know, succumb to because now you have agents who've only been selling real estate since Zillow's been around. They've never learned how to be proactive about going after the business, and they always have to buy it. And now the people who've been selling them the leads know that these agents are dependent on them, know that they don't have any skill set outside of basically being fed, and so now they're starting to squeeze the agents. And what are the agents going to do? They're going to basically pay. Of course they are. And then what's going to happen? Agents' net profits will go down further and further and further, and agents will start running even less profitable real estate practices. Years will pass. They'll spend more and more money. How many agents have you heard about spending 20000 50000 buying leads per month? Why are they doing that? They're doing that because they can't – they have no other source of business. They don't know how to proactively go after it. So one of the most important things, whether you consider yourself uh, – you know, you're getting into the business, you're a part-time dabbler, or you're somebody who's essentially – you know, you're successful in that you sell things consistently, but you're realizing you're vulnerable because it all comes from your centers of influence and past clients, please hear what I'm telling you. Please understand what I'm telling you is the stone-cold truth, and I know that you know what I'm saying is true. So if there's anything we can do for you guys, ask, uh, you know, request a free coaching call. Just text the word Harris to 31996. Julie, next point. Yes, the next point is mindset. You must be actually committed to doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. At the highest level, you know how to do it and be committed to constantly raising that bar because it is a sliding scale. Once you get some confidence, you start taking some good listings, you know, the business is getting a little bit easier. Guess what? Something changes about it. Your market changes. New competition moves into town. One of your spokes stops working. Whatever the reason is, you've got to be committed to constantly upgrading after you figure out initially how to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. It's at the highest level that has to keep going. And I can tell Tim in the premier coaching and some of our emails, even when I talk to agents, I know you can tell too, when they're kind of like one foot in one foot out, they use language like try and maybe, and we'll see versus I'll do it. I'll get results. I'll move on. You can totally tell the difference between somebody that's not actually committed to making it work. So you've got to make sure that mindset is strong, particularly when you're moving from dabbler to rockstar. Okay, number seven. Here's a little test for so, here's a little ahead. test for all okay. of you guys, okay? Let's say for example Julie and I were in your office or your home or your car or whatever with you right now. And let's say we happen to have a list of all the newest expired from today in your marketplace. Phone numbers, names, everything's good to go. Okay? How you're and literally you have to pick up the phone right now and you have to call 10 of those sellers, or you have to make enough dials until you make contacts with 10 of those sellers. How many of you listening would absolutely positively not do it? How many of you listening would do it? I know some of you would. Our best coaching clients, they understand that they have to do that type of work because they know that on the other side of doing what they don't want to do and they don't want to do at the highest level is financial freedom to start, but then freedom in overall, that's what eventually happens. You have to fill your day if, you know, generally speaking, we suggest you do it in the mornings with the egregious work part of work with the stuff you don't want to do. And they call and it when work. you do that, and that's right. And then, the, the, you know, the doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. 
It's one thing to say, I'm just going to make, you know, I'll make 10 contacts today. That's not what Julie and I are talking about. You have to make the contacts with the intent of setting a pre-qualified listing appointment. And part of our coaching program is we teach you like, you know, really effectively 20 different ways to proactively generate listing leads that don't cost you anything. So this is a really an interesting little twist on what some of you have been conditioned to believe that you have to constantly be buying leads. It's not true. You can actually earn the business. That's what the real estate rock stars know that they, frankly, aren't going to tell you because they don't want more competition, right? They want all of you to believe that you have to buy leads until the cows come home, and that's what you're doing. And enough, again, since the advent of Zillow, and there's about a billion other companies that are selling buyer leads, your first line of thinking is, where do I buy buyer leads? That's not how you should be thinking if you want to be making a profit in this business. When you hear agents bragging about the number of units they do, or you hear agents bragging about the dollar volume that they do, yes, the numbers themselves are seriously impressive. But what Julie and I talk about with our coaching clients, not only that, those numbers, but we want to know what your profit is. We want to know what your profit margin is. In other words, if you earn you know, $100,000, what percent of that $100,000 before taxes is going to you versus going to your broker versus going to all your Mickey Mouse you know, essentially your lead generation schemes and your, your websites and your branding and your logos. How much money are you wasting on all that stuff versus how much is actually turning into profit, right? You see, you hear, listening to what I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting here, listeners, you realize that at the end of the day, the product of your business is the profit that you make. And if you're not making any profit in your business, you don't really have a business. It's called a nonprofit business. And having done a billion one-on-one calls, I know – the first thing you guys need to do is know whether you're making a profit. That's the reason that, frankly, the real estate treasure map walks you through the entire process. And again, it is helpfully painful, if that makes any sense. For some of you, it's going to be uncomfortable, but it's the type of discomfort that you need to endure because on the other side of that is at least the first steps to feeling financially free. And the best way in the real estate treasure map is free. All you've got to do is text the word Harris. H-A-R-R-I-S to 31996. Julie, next point? Yes, next point. Then I'm going to get it off to Premier Coaching to take good care of our coaching clients. So next point is support. Your family must buy into your plan and support you. If you don't have that, you may not be a great salesperson yet. you got to at least be able to sell them on what you're doing. If you can't present your case <laughs> to your family, how will you do it out in the wild? You cannot quit your job and go full-time just out of a selfish entitlement to do your own thing or just because you have a bad day at your regular job or you, you want to flex your creativity, okay? You have to have complete buy-in from your family to support you because when you are having a hard day in real estate, it's a lot harder if you don't have that support from your family. It's a lot harder if they're mad at you because you just threw caution to the wind to see how it's going to go. So watch out about that support. Have those discussions. Talk about what your goals are. Talk about it as a family. Talk about what's got to happen in order for you to make this work. So point number seven was support. And, Tim, I've got to go log into my Premier Coaching call for these guys. Back to you. No problem. And Premier Coaching clients, you know it's always best if you attend the daily semi-private coaching call with Julie. Do that every single day. Coach Rochelle hosts it on Friday. So make sure you, re- um, you attend that every single day. That is one of the benefits of being a premier coaching client is you can, you literally are entitled to a daily semi-private coaching call where you can interact directly with head coach Julie. 
Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that's it's pretty unbelievably good in terms of the value. And, and I, you guys know that in January and February we're running a promotion. You can become a Premier Coaching member for less than a hundred dollars a month. So to learn more about that, you can just go over to our website um, and you can just click on uh, Coaching and look for Premier Coaching. Or you can also just text the word Harris H A R R I S to three one nine nine six. So to Julie's last point, it's an interesting point because it's a mistake that's easily made because there's so much emphasis on personal, like being happy and all these sort of feel-good words, and nobody wants to actually, you know, no one actually wants to do the dirty work of life. And no one wants to actually realize that owning your own business is hard. Owning your own real estate business is a lot harder than hard. Oftentimes when you're getting started, because there's so much misinformation out there about what it takes to have longevity in the business, let alone profit, you guys are going to be beating your heads against the wall, listening to podcasts, going to webinars, watching YouTube videos, hearing people pitching you on something that you don't realize is just merely a product that's never been proven in the marketplace to help agents uh, accomplish the long-term goals that you have, which is obviously profit and longevity. So if those are your goals, you need to really start running things through a different set of filters. Um, and the biggest filter you can actually choose to run things through is the question. When someone's trying to sell you something, you have to ask yourself, are they just really trying to placate you? Are they trying to appeal to your innate desire that all of us have to take the easy path, right? Nobody chooses to take the hard path intuitively or naturally. We have to come to that realizing that on the other side of the hard path is almost always what we want in life. So when you're hearing from somebody trying to sell you something and it's really insidious in the social networking realm where they're trying to tell you to do all this different video stuff and Instagram stuff and somehow miraculously it's going to work into be a real estate transaction. Guys, it's just a lie. You've got to see it for what it is. You know intuitively I know you know it's a lie because I talk to you, and yet you still do it. Why? Why do you do it? I know why. Because you think you're hoping and praying that that thing, that gimmick, is going to somehow make it so that you never have to actually do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. So when you're listening to someone trying to sell you something, you have to ask yourself, am I, are they trying to appeal to my desire to not actually have to do what I don't want to do when I don't want to do it at the highest level? Are they telling me that it's going to be easy, rejection-free? Are they using those types of manipulative approaches? And if they are, they're lying to you, chances are. So you need to have that as your strict filter that never leaves your mind. When you're hearing somebody tell you that something's going to be easy, that you know naturally is going to not be easy, then you need to realize that person's just trying to sell you snake oil. Say no, not just say no, say hell no. If you're interested in or considering hiring a coach, we built a website a few years ago that acts as essentially a, a, a very rigid question and answer um, a screen. So here's the questions and here's what the suggested answers might be that you can use when interviewing coaches in particular because there's so many authors out there that are calling themselves coaches that never even sold real estate before. So just go to comparacoach.com, C-O-M-P-A-R-E-A-C-O-A-C-H.com, comparacoach.com. And go through the questions. I think there's 20 or 25 questions. And use those questions when you're interviewing coaches and see what their answers are. Be an informed consumer um, and make the right decisions. So, guys, move forward with your business. Move forward relentlessly with your business. Don't take a breath. Realize that on, on the other side of all the you know, necessary pain and discomfort that comes from going from being a part-time dabbler to a full-time agent is the freedom. Now, it doesn't just happen like that. And here's another little point that we're working into, but I'll give you, I'll foreshadow it for you guys. If you think 
that running your real estate business or any business for that matter means that you don't have a boss, you're wrong. You yes, you will own your own business, your LLC or whatever, however it, you know the legal entity of, you know Bob Smith Real Estate actually is. That is yours. There's no doubt. But you go from having one boss, maybe manager or supervisor at your current job, to having a lot of bosses. Those are called your customers. <laughs> so you're going to go if you think you're going to start your own business in real estate in particular, and somehow you're going to be free from having some ty- uh, tyrannical boss. Wait till you meet your first buyer or your first, you know, your first seller that doesn't that thinks their house is worth more than it's worth. Then you're going to run into what it really feels like to have a boss, and you'll maybe realize that yeah, maybe it would have been a good idea to listen to this podcast. So guys, if you need me for anything at any time, please text me five one two seven five eight o two o six five one two seven five eight o two o six. And like I said, if you want to give us a suggestion for a topic that you want us to talk about on this podcast, we love your suggestions because it, um, you know, frankly, it helps us to think of new things to do on the show because we love doing the show. Uh, so just, again, text me at 512-758-0206. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris.